Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host, and I am so pleased that you are deciding to spend just a small portion of your day with myself and my special guest today, Patty Lee. She is an author, also an award-winning essayist, but her debut novel between February and November was released last November of 2022. And folks, it's one that you might want to check into, and we're going to delve into that a little bit more because it looks like and sounds like an amazing book. She's also just finished her second novel, and it is Awaiting the opportunity of where it needs to go. So I'm excited to hear about that as well and everything else that she's doing. She's also a dog mom and a cat mom. And by golly, that makes her my best friend right away. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, Patty Lee, to Let Fear Bounce. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much for having me. What a fun introduction. <laughs> well, thank you. And you're welcome. <laughs> Happy to have you. Happy to have you. I always love talking to authors and seeing what makes them tick and where their stories come from. And I want to jump right into your first novel between February and November. First off, the title to me caught my attention immediately. And my first thought was, ooh, what happened between those months? Yes, because so much can happen between February and November. Awesome. Exactly. And that was <laughs> literally my first thought. Ooh, what happened? And I was thinking it probably wasn't good. <laughs> you know? So share a little bit, share whatever you can, share a little synopsis of the book, but then also share how it is you came to write this particular story. So February, between February and November is about a long married couple and Layla is the wife and she happened to see her husband, Alan, out one afternoon with another woman. And so that kind of, and this was an afternoon in February and that kind of spiraled her and uh, she had some um, thinking to do and she kind of replayed the last 20 years of her life. And uh, so it takes us through between February and November. Ah. So now that my interest has peaked and I'm sure many out there listening, <laughs> you're going to have to go get the book <laughs> to find out what happens, you know, and it's, unfortunately, that's a story that's very true to life for many, many people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, and of course, it's not always just the husband that steps out, the wife does as well. And what a, what a tough, tough thing to go through, especially when you've been married for years, um, this book would probably resonate with me oh, personally. Yeah. And I, I have heard from a lot of readers that it resonated with them. And um, even though these specific things that happened in this book maybe didn't happen to them, they can relate to other, other things that, that happened. Well, it's the premise of it because yes. your world is rocked right. and you don't know, you, you think to yourself, and this is just my own perspective. You think to yourself, who is this person I'm married to? And you know, the, the story is also, it's a book about love, loss, and questions they were afraid to ask. And that's one of the biggest things about a long-term marriage. You've got to, got to communicate, got to ask the hard questions sometimes. And you have to be able to answer them. Mm -hmm. Honestly, yes. Yes, to be honest. Yes, to be honest. What a <laughs> novel concept. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So- what made you write this story? What was that little spark that said, this is the story I need to write and get out into the world? 
Well, the interesting thing is this story started out at, I've been married for over 30 years and my husband and I, you know, we've had our ups and downs as any marriage does. And one of the things that really gets on my nerves is he'll, he'll walk by and like leave his cup on the counter, which is literally a few feet away from the sink. And I'm just like, dude, why can't you just slide that cup over to the sink? But I, I never said it. It's just something that happened in my own head. Right. And so I'm like, I'm just going to write a story about, and I'd never written a book before. It's just something, just something that I just want, I'm just going to write it. Oh, so you had never written a book before and it was just an idea that popped in and you said, "Ah, I'm going to do this thing. You know, I tell stories in my own head about people and about events and about things, but I never wrote them down. And I just, I just got up one morning, literally got up on a February morning, which is just so funny. I got up on a a February morning and I was like, I'm just going to write this book. And so the book started out as a lighthearted, like it was just going to be a lighthearted thing about how spouses take each other for granted. And it was, I was just going to kind of, you know, figure out how to wrap the story around that idea. But then I started writing and the story that I came out with is nothing like what I wanted. The story that between February and November is more of a dramatic take on some things that could happen in a long-term marriage. Um, where the, the original intent was more of a lighthearted, like, you know, this is, this is what could happen, you know? Um, and so the, the book that I just finished is more along those lines of the, of the lightheartedness. Although of course there's all kinds of stuff in there that's not lighthearted, but it it is what it is, but it's definitely what I, what my intention of, of starting the book was, um, a more lighthearted look at long-term relationships. How interesting that you just, you know, hey, February morning, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this thing. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and it was, it was interesting. Cause like I said, I, I'd never, I, I never, I've always been a reader, but I, I never saw myself as a writer. I never thought I would be a writer. And I, I jotted just a few things down and I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is all right. This is cool. And I, uh, th- I so I started in February and finished it in May and sent it to a friend of mine who was like, oh my God, you wrote this, this is great. And I was like, yes, I did. And she was like, oh, this is like a real book. I'm like, oh, cool, great. And I, I mean, I, I knew, um, I knew, I, I didn't think it was like a real book, but I, 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 being naive about the business, I was like, oh, I'll send it to agents and publishers then. And of course I, I didn't know what I was doing because it, it was like 40,000 words. It wasn't a real book. <laughs> I mean, not yet. There was a lot of work to do. Um, so I was able to do that, but yeah, that, that kind of kickstarted that little bit of encouragement from, I mean, even someone that I know who, 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 who is invested in my happiness, who is going to tell me nice things. Um, but it, that little bit of a, little bit of a kickstart kind of, uh, kind of lit the, lit the fire under me. And then after, so after I finished the book and then I'm revamping it, that same friend sent me a, a contest for an essay called the hard times essay and um I was like and it was due in like three days <laughs> I was like oh, I don't know if I can do it but I did I submitted and then you know and again with the encouragement that I felt from the people that I shared between February and no- the first draft of no- between February and November with I entered it into um an indie April contest with another publisher and I was I entered it in May and then I found out in June that I placed in the top 10 with that draft which I again found out it wasn't it wasn't the best draft anyway so um, it's just so interesting the way that things happen that just that little bit of encouragement, uh, to, to keep going and to keep trying. And, and it was, uh, it was fun. I ended up winning that, the essay contest, which was a complete shock to me, but the hard times essay, the hard times essay. Yes. Yep. 
And you won it and you had three days to prepare and you, had, you just admitted you really didn't know what you were doing. You're just going to do it and get it in there. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes that's what you You don't know what you're doing. You learn as you go. And, and that's what I've been doing. So I started writing in 2019 and I just tried to, you know, engulf myself in as many writing, you know, free writing courses. I went to the Writer's Digest writing conference last year and I plan to go again this year. It was so great. But I just love to learn. I just love to learn anything and everything. It's just and the marketing part, the, 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 the craft part, there's just, and there's so much to learn. Like, I feel like when I, when I left the conference, I was like, this is awesome. I know so much. And then I get home and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I've got Anne Lamont's bird by bird book that I've got, that I've got to read, which is another craft book. And, you know, Stephen King's um, on writing is another craft book. There's so many, there's so much to read and learn and do. I'm, I'm sitting here trying not to laugh out loud. I am not laughing at you same road i'm on the same road and have been for years i started writing not knowing what i was doing in 2004 but i am learning in the last three years when the world changed and i am now home full-time working full-time from home because i just started my own thing just said done with the world i'm gonna do my own thing <clears throat> and took a huge risk but since then i have you're mentioning authors and free writing workshops. No, I have, I have done and am doing the same thing and it doesn't matter. I think, and I even listening to, to Stephen King and all kinds of other authors um, when they have these free webinars and stuff, I, I jump on and listen how they say, you know, you're always learning. It doesn't matter really how long you've been writing. There's always something new to learn because every day is different, you know, and it's, it, I, that's amazing. I love, I love to hear from other folks that are, you know, you're in the same boat because I'm, I'm doing the, you know, the marketing and all of that stuff on my own too. And it is a tremendous, tremendous amount of work. And I think some folks might think, oh, you're an author. You wrote a book. That's awesome. And they have no idea, zero clue of what was involved in that. Mm -hmm. So you have a book in your hand, but holy cow, the dozens and dozens and dozens of hours that went into it. And now you've got to get it out in the world and you have to let people know about it. That's a I'm lot terrible of work. That. I'm, ter I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not a social media person. It's really, really out of my comfort zone. I'm, I'm not good selling myself. That's something I really have to learn to do. I'm actually going to attend the Women in Publishing um, Summit. It starts tomorrow. And I'm hoping to uh, pick up some pointers on marketing one's self. <laughs> it, it is. You know, my background is all sales and marketing. So I did for over 25 years in, in the corporate world. So I have no problem jumping out in front of people. And my mom's always saying, you could sell a widget to anybody. <laughs> I but believe I, you could, Kim. I believe you could. <laughs> but I also know that it's not for everybody and it doesn't come easy for everybody. Um, you have to have faith in yourself. You really do just, and, and in what you have, you know, you sit there and say, Hey, I wrote this book and I know, I know it's a good book. So you've just got to project that out there. Not, not bringing your ego, but just getting that out there. And if not have, get somebody to help you get it out there. Well, part of me for between February and November, because I wrote it not knowing what I was doing. And, and I think I do, I think the story is great. And I think the, the events that happen in the book are really good. I know that I'm, I'm not, not that I'm so polished now, but I, if I knew now what I knew when I wrote it, 
So part of me is like, it's a good book for a first book, you know? Um, I do wish I do wish I knew a lot more before I put it out into the world because I think it would be a different book. I look back at some of the stuff I wrote years ago and I actually have one, a book, my very first one that's just all me. I've been in a lot of anthologies. I've been a contributing author in like nine anthologies now. And I coordinate my own where I bring the people in and get books together and just finishing up one called Paw Prince on the Couch. And uh, it's folks sharing their stories of their fur babies, you know, and how they enrich their lives. But doing all of that and, and it's, it's, it's a difficult road and you have to leave ego out of it and you just have to trust yourself enough and have faith enough in yourself. Um, I literally forget where I was going with this. Um, (laughs) my, my mind takes many different paths and I, I'm not sure which path I was going down with that commentary there. Well, the, the, regardless, like you, you basically the, the message is you have to believe in yourself and believe in what you're putting out there. Absolutely. And I, I chuckle because if I do something that's harder, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I, I joke with my family and I'll say, I'm like, you know, if I say it loudly enough and with confidence, I will believe it. And you, I, I think you're right. I think if the more you say it out loud, the the more, you know, the more you can believe it. And the more you can, even if you're a little unsure in the beginning, you know, after like five or six times, uh, it, yeah, that's, that's good advice. See, you're offering advice and like so many good suggestions without it. That's, that's just you. Like you just have this positive positivity about you. That's like tossing little nuggets, tossing yes, little nuggets out tossing there. Tossing little nuggets. Exactly. <laughs> I love your little nuggets. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Um, when I was, had mentioned my first book, looking back, I was like, holy cow, that really sucked. Um, you know, and I look at it, I'm like, what was I doing? And yeah. I do have a plan because this was years ago. I do have a plan to completely revamp that book and, and re-release it, polish it up. And even, you know, I've been writing for years, but I I still look at myself as just Kim. I'm not like a famous writer. I haven't done anything, some major massive work that's going to win a Pulitzer Prize. I'm doing what, what suits my heart and where I feel nudged to go with what I write and how to get it out there. So when you're writing or when you, like you just finished your second book, do you have a thought for a third? And, and where, you know, is it, is it your heart that kind of nudges you there or is it just an idea that sparks in your head out of nowhere? I think it's a little both. So yeah, I have, I have this, the third book that I'm going to, I haven't started yet because my personality is, I I, I don't want to start it unless and until I know I can like put a chunk of time into it. And also if I start something, I have to finish it. And so until I I know where I think I'm not necessarily either a plotter either, but I, I do, I kind of need to know where the story is going to go. So this, this, the ideas that are simmering and stewing in the back of my mind, it's more of a, of a mystery kind of a drama book. It's, it, it will probably still will be women's fiction though. It will be, it, I, I tend to write women's fiction. That's what I read. And I mean, that's kind of what I, I feel like that's what I live. <laughs> um, there, there's always something to be learned. Um, 
about oneself. And uh, I, so I, so I think the third book will also be women's fiction, but uh, just a little more, a little more on the mysterious, maybe. What dramatic. made you go, what made you go the fiction route? Well, I, I'm not an expert on anything for one thing. <laughs> and I, um, so like the essay was nonfiction, obviously, because, but, um, and that was just a story of uh, like one little piece of who I am. And so that to me is not, not something that I'm like, I don't want to share everything that's happened in my life. Right. So so what else would I write? What else would I write about as far as nonfiction goes? I can write about, you know, my animals or my, but I, I for me, I want it to be um, not necessarily a story to tell, but it, I do have a story to tell. And there's, there's always going to be some lesson learned. And may, maybe I haven't learned all my own lessons yet. And that's why I'm not writing the um, nine, nonfiction. <laughs> None of us oh. have learned our lessons yet. <laughs> Always growing as a human. Always growing as a human. That is right. That is definitely right. I I am I lean more towards nonfiction. Um, mm -hmm. not that I'm an expert in anything. I just like telling true to life stories from the people they actually that actually went through them. I find mm -hmm. people fascinating and to hear their stories and learn their histories is to me just absolutely fascinating. And we can learn so much as a human, you know, from, from hearing those stories and learning from history and, you know, soaking in the lessons and then turning around and just trying to make yourself a better person than you were yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're, we're running and kind of parallel, I think, <laughs> because I, 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 I write about things that could happen to anybody. Like yeah. that's, that's kind of my shtick. I write about things that can happen to anybody. They might not want them to happen, you know, but they, they have happened. And this is how this person, you know, fictional or not dealt with, you know, this obstacle in their life. Um, and where you are more of a, this happened to this specific person and this is how they handled it. And I've, I do have a fiction book in my head. It's been there for years and years. Um, but for whatever reason, I can sit down for, you know, and, and just fall into it for a couple hours. And then it might be months before I get back to it again. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm not, it's not supposed to be growing yet. Right. You know, I just wait for, it's like, you know, okay, well, Hey, today I'm going to, oh gosh, it's, it's in my head. There it goes. I can hear them talking and, oh, what they're wearing and oh, what that smelled like over the, you know. So I'll just sit there and blah, get it all, <laughs> you know, get it all out. But then I walk away and it, it could be months before I get back to it. Not sure. I'm still trying to figure out why that part of my journey is like it is. Um, but it'll come to me when it's supposed to in the way it's supposed to. So you have a fiction muse and you have a nonfiction muse. Your nonfiction muse is just more, I don't know, they're busier with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're in my face more. <laughs> They're a little more assertive, maybe. Yes, there's more. Oh, perfect. They're more assertive. You are right. You are right. Okay, so before we got on mic here, I was introduced to Bruno, who is your little guy. And if you you probably heard him earlier, folks, if you're listening closely, you heard him chiming in uh, 
a few minutes ago. So you are a dog and a cat mom, which I love. I'm all about pets and animals. So I'm going to ask you about your animals. So give us their names and, and, you know, Hey, anything else you want to share about them? Well, I will start with my cats because cats are my jam. Not that I don't like dogs. I do love, jam I do love dogs, but cats are just, I just love cats. They just, I don't, I don't even know what it is. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Um, there's a woman on a dating site and it was, this was from years ago where she was crying. She's like, I just love cats. And I just feel like that's how I am. I just love cats. There's just something about them. So I have four cats, my, um, and they're, gosh, they're all older now. I always feel like they're kittens, but they're, they're not, I've had them forever. So I have Cece, who is a big, gigantic cat. And, um, she is about 14. Then I have Pablo who is big orange. He's my favorite. Don't tell the others. He is, um, he is a big orange fluff ball. And then I have little mama who came to me one day in my front yard and I uh, was starving so skinny. And I was just like, Oh, you know, and I didn't know she was a little mama at the time, but I was like, Oh, you need some food. So I gave her some food. And then she came back the next day. And then the next day, and then the, the, the other day she came back, she came back with a little kitten. And that's why I call her little mama. So her little kitten is Wink, who I also took because they have no home. So I've had them for, for years now, but it's interesting. Little mama, I was just talking to my husband yesterday about it because she was um, kind of hitting me on my arm because she wanted me to pet her. And it literally took years before she would come and sit next to me. She was very feral. She was a very feral cat. And um, it's just so, it's just such a difference from where, where she started, which was feed me, I'm going to eat and I'm going to run away to, you know, now here, you know, 10 years later, where she's like nudging on my arm because she, she really wants some love. It's so interesting. And so that, those are my four cats. I have at times had more than four cats, but I'm sticking to four cats for the moment. And then I have the best dog in the world. His name is Indigo. We call him Indy and he is an Australian shepherd and he is so smart and he is so much fun. And then there's Bruno, who is a Pomeranian Husky mix. They call them Pomskis. Um, and he is about, he was born in July. So he's still a bit of, he's like seven months old. He's still a bit of a puppy and uh, he needs a lot of attention. Um, but I, I love Huskies. So I've had two Huskies in my life. And I just, I, I don't know if you know anything about Husky dogs, but they are just so smart and so much fun. They have such personalities, but they're such hair bags. Like yeah. <laughs> there is fur flying everywhere. And I guess I, I, and not that I didn't realize the Pomsky would be like that. I just didn't think it would be, it's just like having a little Husky. Like he's got, there's fur everywhere again with him. So yeah, it's like they have three or four layers of it. Yeah, they do. They actually, yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a, I had a lab shepherd mix who had a bit of Husky in him. He was a rescue dog and he was huge, but I could literally in one brushing, which was done once a week and sometimes more than once a week, I could pull a whole nother dog off of him. No, it's, you know, and that was the joke. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, well, look, I pulled a squirrel off you today. You know, I have enough to build a squirrel. Oh, I have enough to build a raccoon today. So it was kind of the joke on just how much fur you could just by brushing him, you know, that would come off and you'd see this pile grow and grow. And it, it just became the, it became the joke in the family, you know, like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I was just brushing out Digger and I pulled a raccoon off him. You know. <laughs> And then I think, oh my gosh, thank goodness I'm brushing this off because otherwise it would be on my living room floor the next day, you know? Yeah, floating around little puffballs all over the place. Right. <laughs> and which and, is yeah. always nice when you pick up your cup of coffee and magically 
a little puff of fur is like floating around and lands right in your coffee. And you're like, how did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> and and in my in my circumstances, like how did it not happen with four right. cats and two dogs? So. <laughs> and you got four cats as well. That's right. <laughs> so you've been it, you've been a, a pet parent for years, apparently. So you've had your cats for years and, and your dogs. Oh yeah, forever. Um down down the road. So you've got are both of your dogs. No, no, you said the first one is a Australian Shepherd and this one's a right. Australian husky. Shepherd Husky mix. So the the Bruno is a, a Pomeranian Husky mix. Pomeranian. And those are tiny. How did that happen? Little. I'm not sure what you're asking. Pomeranians are little, Huskies are not. Right. How did that combination come? How did that happen? From what I understand, the female <laughs> oh, oh, okay. is the husky and the male is the is the Pomeranian, I think. Wow. Because otherwise it wouldn't be um yeah. I mean it, it, it yeah. It would be frightening. <laughs> I'm not I would say I'm not a breeder. Um and we didn't get him from a breeder either. Um he's he's not we didn't uh, yeah. Yeah. I've I've not heard of, <laughs> of a Pomsky. So that's oh. pretty awesome. And he's pretty darn cute too, by the way. He did show himself on camera. I know this is, I know folks can't see this, but he did, he did make a, a brief appearance on Let Fear Bounce. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So he what is, is, is next for you, Patty Lee? What is next? Well, I'm hoping to find a home for my new book, which is The Truth About Tanya. Um, and that is it. That is again that the more lighthearted. Uh, it's 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 a it's like a lighthearted look. Of course, there's some there's some drama in there. There's a little infidelity in there. There's a little little this, little that. Um, you know, normal normal adult stuff. And um, yeah. So, but it is a little more. It is a little more lighthearted look at uh, a couple and uh, and Tanya's truths that she learns about her her marriage and herself uh, throughout the book. So, so you're looking so, for a home for that. I, I am looking for a home for that. And then I am, um, I'll be as soon as I, as soon as I get my ducks in a row in my brain, I'm going to start my third. Um, but I, I just, I need to be ready. And I think, so I, as I said, I'm attending the women in publishing summit that starts tomorrow and it goes through Saturday. And so I'm hoping to learn some stuff and, um, you know, kind of, prime myself for some some really creative work it sounds incredibly interesting i love going to writers conferences yeah, yeah. Uh, before the world changed i used to attend um writers conferences in pittsburgh because that's mm -hmm. near where i live and i learned so much it, your brain is just filled at the end of it and you know i i'm a note taker so I'd be going home with my notebook and my bag of goodies that you always get at these things. And I would just be so pumped up and jazzed for days afterwards. I get you know? so inspired. Yes. But the Women in Publishing Summit is actually online. So that's super convenient. So yeah. And, and the world has changed so much. I have not yet been to one in person again. Mm -hmm. It's the things I've been to have been online, which is super convenient. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, especially, yeah. you know, something you don't want to travel or you can't travel for whatever reason, the opportunities to attend many more types of conferences. That's one, you know, it's one good thing that, that came about from all of this, uh, that's, that's opened true. up doors in many, in many areas for a lot of people. So that's kind of cool. Kinda it cool. is. And for the conferences that are online, it's so, it's so nice because they're, they're recorded. 
So like I have a day job, like I have to do my, I have to do the, pay the bills, buy the biscuits and the cat treats job, you know? So um, I can't attend every single session that I want to want to attend. So they're all recorded so I can go back and, and uh, they'll, they'll be here till the end of the year. So I can at my leisure. <laughs> you know, Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. definitely yes. awesome. So we're going to wrap this up. This has been awesome having you oh my on. Gosh, this time them. has gone by so fast. I know, I know. So that just means we'll have to have you on again. I love to it. Talk about whatever else we come up with to <laughs> talk about. But I've been asking my guests as we wrap up, if there, I would like you to toss out a nugget of hope out there to folks. And that could be to an aspiring writer or just to humans in general. So if you've got a little nugget of hope to toss out, I'd love to hear it. I, my nugget of hope would be believe in yourself. Just believe in yourself and you can do great things, really. Wonderful. And that is perfect. Believe in yourself. Absolutely. You have to. You have to, because who, who, if some, if you don't believe in yourself, who you can't want it. Yeah. You've got to want it for yourself because somebody can't want it more than you want it for yourself. You, you have to believe in yourself. You have to. I agree. 100%. Well, Patty Lee, thank you so, so much for being my guest on Let Fear Bounce. This has been an absolute pleasure and I can't wait to see where your journey takes you next. And I would love to have you on in a few months time to see where your journey has taken you. Well, thanks so much for having me. I really, really enjoyed talking with you, Kim. Thanks so much. Hey, and give all your give all your critters a hug from this lady because I just love <laughs> animals. So, <laughs> will do every single one of them. I'll give them all. all, yeah, every, all Kim. Six of them. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks again for being my guest, Patty Lee, and everybody out there listening. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. I am Kim Yerling, Kim Langling, your host. Everybody, be well, stay well, and be blessed.